0: If you have your Bible uh, with you tonight, turn with me uh, to Proverbs chapter 14, uh, the Proverbs uh, just after the book of Psalms, and then we're just going over into the New Testament uh, for two uh, verses there. Proverbs chapter 14, and just one verse, verse 12 of well-known text. We're not going to be preaching anything too uh, difficult tonight. Proverbs chapter 14 and verse 12. And then we're going over to Matthew's gospel. There is a way which seemeth right unto a man, but the end thereof are the ways of death. Turn with me now, please, to Matthew's gospel. On over into your New Testament to Matthew's gospel, chapter 7, please. Matthew's gospel and chapter 7. We're dealing with well-known texts tonight. Matthew's Gospel, chapter 7, and commencing to read at verse 13. The Lord Jesus himself speaking. Enter ye in at the straight gate, for wide is the gate, and broad is the way that leadeth unto destruction, and many there be that go in. Turn with me now, finally, to John's Gospel, chapter 14 again. And then you can leave your Bible open there, please. John's Gospel, chapter 14, and verse 6. The Lord Jesus speaking again to his disciples. John 14, verse 6. Jesus said unto him, I am the way. The truth and the life, no man cometh unto the Father but by me. And we know the Lord will add His blessing to the reading of His Word. I want to speak <clears throat> with the help of God tonight, with His voice that's ready to give up. I want to speak to you about four ways in the Word of God. And we have read three of them tonight, and I'm going to give you another one before you go home. I'm sure you've been on a journey, and you've came to what we call a crossroads. A place where four ways meet. I would go a little farther than that tonight, and I would say you're sitting in a building tonight where four, four ways they meet. I want to say a little bit about the way of deception. I'm going to talk a little bit about the way that leads to destruction. I'm going to say something about the way of deliverance. And then as we finish, I'm going to talk a little a bit about the way of decision. We live in a world of deception. You'll not have to go too far to find men and women all around us that want to deceive us. Sometimes you go to buy a car and you'll buy a car from a salesman and you'll get it home and you'll maybe not have it a few weeks until you'll find that there's something wrong. And he never told you at the time, And you've just been deceived. You could maybe go into the shop and the woman behind the till give you a 10 pound note. It looks the same. It feels the same. But if you were to go to the Ulster Bank, they would tell you that it's a a fake. It's, you've been deceived. And there's deception all around us. The Lord Jesus said that as the time had come to the closer to the end of the world, He said deception would be on the rise. Four times in your Bible, you'll find that great uh, warning given by the Lord himself, be not deceived. Deception. Here's a v- verse that we read in Proverbs 14. It says, There is a way that seemeth right unto a man, but the end thereof are the ways of death. You know, dear friends, I've said to you already tonight that others can deceive you, and so they can but there's another one that can deceive you, and that is the devil. You'll find it in Revelation chapter 12. It says that the devil who deceiveth. And I wonder tonight in this meeting, maybe you're here and you're not saved. And the very reason that you're not saved is because all your life the devil has been deceiving you. He's a master at deception. You'll remember how he slithered his way into the Garden of Eden And he came to Eve in the form of a serpent. And Paul tells us that he beguiled Eve through his subtlety. He deceived her. And sin entered the human, the human race. The Lord Jesus said about the devil that he was a liar. And he was the father of lies. He's a good deceiver. I wonder what lies he's been telling you over your life. The first lie that the devil ever told was that he told it to Eve and he said, thou shalt not die. There's some people today think that they'll never die. But the word of God says it's appointed unto man once to die. And after this, the judgment. You can postpone your dentist. You can rebook the MOT. You can move a doctor's appointment, but you can't do that. With death. It's appointed unto man once to die. We celebrate our birthday once a year. We celebrate Christmas once a year. But you only ever die once. I often say death sometimes it comes slowly. It can come on a hospital bed with the bleep of the monitor long and drawn out slowly. Sometimes death comes Suddenly. It comes in the smash of metal and the squeal of brakes and out into eternity. It may come suddenly, it may come slowly, it can come silently. They tell me that most people die between 11 o'clock and 3 in the morning. It's then you don't hear the, the sharp pain, you don't feel the sharp pain. It's then you don't hear the gasp of air and it comes silently. I tell you something about death. It'll come surely. Every single one of us in this meeting tonight, we're a dying people. We've never been as close to death as we are tonight. It's appointed unto man once tonight, And after that, the judgment. There was a woman prayed in our prayer meeting a few weeks ago Lord, for somebody today, the clock will go tick, but it'll not go talk. Let me ask you a question tonight. If you were to die tonight, where would your soul go? Heaven? Or would it go to hell? Thou shalt not die. And he's deceived you all your life. Another lie that the devil may put before you, you would maybe say to me in this meeting tonight, Stephen, I'm all right. I've never done anyone any harm. I've went to my church, I've paid my tithe, I've been baptized, I've taken communion. I never stole, I've never swore. I'm a good and hard working citizen of the land, and I'm sure you are. But dear friends, let me say this to you tonight, that the word of God says this, that there's none righteous, no not one. There's none that understandeth, there's none that seeketh after God. We're all gone out of the way. We're together become unprofitable. There's none that doeth good. No, not one. Every single one of us in this meeting tonight, we have different colors of hair. We have different eyes, different names, different interests, different hobbies. But we all have one thing in common, and that is we've all sinned and come short of the glory of God. It says in the word of God that there's not a just man upon the earth, one that doeth good and sinneth not. Every single one of us were born in sin and shapen in iniquity. We've sinned in the eyes of God. And so you can see if the devil is telling you tonight that you're all right, he's a liar and he's a master of deception. Another lie, very quickly, that the devil may put before you is this. There's plenty of time. And Bertie has mentioned that there's some of you here that were in the prophetic meetings. And you've heard the gospel time and time again. And yet tonight in this meeting, you're still not saved. And every night you've went out through those doors, you've maybe said something like this, another time. Not now. But the word of God says this, behold, now is the accepted time. Behold, now is the day of salvation. I couldn't tell you to get saved tomorrow for you may never see it. I could never tell you to come back to my house tomorrow afternoon or even tonight, for you may never make it. A man said to me one time before, he said, you put your shoes on, but you couldn't tell me you'll take them off. Tomorrow is not the time to get saved, but now is. Behold, now is the accepted time. Behold, now is the day of salvation. There is a way that seemeth right unto a man. Let me ask a question. Is there a man in this meeting tonight that God's speaking to? And you're on a way that seems right. But the end thereof is a way of death. The devil is not only a thief and a murderer. He's come to kill and to steal and to destroy. You look over your life tonight, you that are not saved. And you see what sort of a life that you've lived and the devil has ruined it. And well, you know, he stole from you. He's robbed from you. He's destroyed you and he'll kill you if he'll get a chance. And you'll die and go out into a lost eternity. Not only do others deceive us, but not only can the devil deceive us. The worst deception of all is self-deception. There is a way that seemeth right unto a man, but the end, always remember the end. Thereof are the ways of death. I want to ask a question to every soul in this meeting tonight What way are you on? Oh, I can hear someone say, Well, I'm on the way of religion. I go to my church and I sing my hymns and I pay my tithes, being baptized, catechized. That's a way that seems right unto me. It seems logical that that will get me to heaven. It seems logical that that will get me fit for the kingdom of God. That seems logical that it will take away my sin. Can I say this to you tonight, dear child, in the meeting? It's a way that only seems right. But the end, remember the end. They're off for the ways of death. I can hear another somebody in the meeting tonight and they say, well, I wouldn't go the way of religion, but I'm going to go the way of pleasure. And you enjoy enjoying your sin and you can, you've maybe been drinking at the neck of the bottle and taking your drugs and immorality and you're enjoying it. And you say, well, this seems right to me. It seems a good thing to do. But the end, always remember the end now. Every journey comes to an end. The Word of God says the pleasures of sin are but for a season. You may be riding the crest of the wave now, but the season of sin will soon be over. Just as autumn turns into winter, and winter turns into spring, and spring turns into summer, so the season of sin will soon be over. It is a way that seemeth right unto a man. But the end or off are the ways of death. Let me give you one more. Maybe there's someone in the meeting tonight and you say, well, I don't believe a word of it. I like coming to the meetings and I like hearing the singers and I like hearing the preaching and I like coming among the people of God and I like getting out for an hour, but I don't really believe it. I don't really believe there's such a person as God. This is what the Word of God says. The fool has said in his heart, there is no God. You know what John said? John on the Isle of Patmos seen the very last day of time. You know what he said? He says, I saw the dead, small and great, stand before God. I'll tell you tonight, dear friend, in this meeting, Every single one of us have got an appointment appointment with God. Every single one of us will stand before our Creator. Every single one of us in this gathering tonight will stand alone and gaze upon the one who made us from the dust. And the books will be opened. And whosoever was not found written in the book of life was cast into the lake of fire. That's not a fiction. That's not fantasy. That's fact, and it's closer tonight than it's ever been. There is a way that seemeth right onto a man, but the end always remember the end. Now, there's a film that was released a few years ago. I've never seen it, but the name of it was this: Final Destiny. Final Destination. Not only is there the way of deception; there's the way of destruction. The Lord Jesus, He said in Matthew seven, "Enter in at the straight gate; for broad is the gate and wide is wide is the gate, and broad is the way that leadeth on to destruction. And many there be that go in thereat." One of the leading theologians of the day in England, atheist theologian, said this. We could live without God and live without the very thought of him if it were not for death and eternity. Let me say that again. We could live without God and we could live without the very thought of him if it were not for death and for eternity. And you know, dear friends, the seriousness of it is like this. You'll not die like a dog. You don't die like a bird or a fish. You've got a soul tonight. And the Lord Jesus said this, What shall it profit a man if he shall gain the whole world and lose his own soul? Ah, you can lose your job and you can lose your home and you can lose your health, but don't lose your soul. There's a man already lost it, you know. You'll read about him in Luke 16. It says that he fared sumptuously every day. He was clothed in the finest of linen And it says that he died and was buried and he lifted up his eyes, being in torment. You know what he longed for? Just one drop of water. That's that's nearly 2,000 years ago. And he's still longing for it. And so will you if you don't get saved tonight. There is a way that seemeth right unto a man, but the end, here's the end now. It's the way of death. Destruction. Paul said it's, Eternal destruction. The man or woman that dies without Christ and goes down into a lost eternity, it's not for a day, it's not for a week, it's not for a month or a year or 10 years or 20 years. It's for eternity forever and ever and ever. The Lord Jesus said, this is the place where the worm dieth not, where the fire is not quenched, where there's weeping and wailing and gnashing of teeth. Tell me, would you want to go there? that's where you are going if you're not saved there's no other way there's nowhere else to go and the Lord Jesus said the broad way that leadeth to destruction the broad way is wide enough for your sin the broad way is wide enough for all of your pleasure and for all of your sin and everything that you're holding on to tonight that's taking you down to a lost eternity, it's wide enough. But always remember the end. Always remember the end. They tell me that 150,000 people around the world die every day. And they've came to the end, the end. It doesn't matter on that day what epitaph they put on your gravestone. It'll not matter what hymns they call out. It'll not matter what eulogies they give about you. Job said this, Man dieth and wasteth away. Yea, he giveth up the ghost. Where is he? Where are you going tonight? Honestly now, you've heard all the gospel preaching before. Where are you going to go if you're not saved? The Lord Jesus said this, except ye repent, ye shall likewise perish. He said that hell is like the outer darkness. Darkness. Darkness forever. Not only is there the way of deception, and not only is there a way of destruction, thank God there's a way of deliverance. The Lord Jesus said this. He stood one day and he stood and gazed into the eyes of his disciple. He said, I am the way, the truth and the life. No man cometh unto the Father but by me. Let me draw you now to the greatest person that ever lived. Let me bring you now just for a moment and I want to introduce you to the greatest man that ever lived. I want to introduce you now to the Lord Jesus. He was the greatest gentleman that walked the acres of this old world. He was God manifested in the flesh. He knew no sin. He did no sin and in him was no sin. Ah, he was God manifest in the flesh. you remember how he was born in Bethlehem, raised in Nazareth worked in his carpenter shop. Whenever he was about 30 years of age, he was started as public minister. He went around healing, raising the dead, feeding the sick, healing the lepers and touching the blind, changing lives. And then the Romans came and Judas came and they bound him and they led him away and they brought him to Pilate and what they did was they scourged him and they stripped him, put a crown of thorns upon him, spat upon him, ploughed his field, back like a field mocked him scoffed him and then they nailed him to a cross and after men had done their worst after men had done their vilest and after they shouted every vulgar thing that they could do from their vocabulary he was led as a lamb to the slaughter. And as a sheep before shears was dumb, so he opened not his mouth. This is what Isaiah said. He was wounded for our transgression. He was bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement of our peace was upon him. I tell you, whenever man had done their worst to him, you know what happened. God took all the sin of the world. All your sin tonight and all my sin and every man in the world from Adam to the end of time. And condensed it into three hours and laid it upon his son. And the Lord Jesus, the lovely Lord Jesus, became accountable for every sin. And yet he never committed one. Hemrader put it like this. All my sin was laid upon him. Jesus bore them on the tree. God who knew them led them on him and believing, I'll go free. You see, whenever the Lord Jesus was on the cross, friends, you know what he was doing? He was dying the just for the unjust that he might bring us to God. The reason that he did that for he knew religion couldn't bring us to God. He knew good works couldn't bring us to God. He knew we couldn't bring ourselves to God. He suffered the just for the unjust that he might bring us to go. He said, I am the way, the truth. You all like to hear the truth, don't we? We never like to be told a lie. Well, here's the truth, friend. Here's the truth. The Lord Jesus says, I'm the way. That's the truth. He didn't say I'm another way. Or I'm just a good way. I'm the only way. I am the way, the truth, and the life. Now hold on just two seconds. You see the day a man or woman comes to the Lord Jesus and they take the place of a a penitent sinner, And they say, Lord, I realize I'm a sinner. I realize that thy son died on a cross for me. I realize, Lord, he died in my place. I want you to save me. I want you to come into my heart to repent of my sin. You know what the Lord Jesus will do? He'll give you life. He said, I am come that ye may have life and that ye may have it more abundantly. We sing it at times, life, life, abundant life. Jesus alone is the giver. Thank God he is. And I can stand here tonight and testify to that. Not because I read it in the book. Not because I heard it in the tape. Not because somebody told me. Because he did it for me. And he can do it for you. Ah, listen to the course again. It is no secret. What God can do. What he's done for other man in the meeting tonight. He can do for you. With arms wide open. He'll pardon you. It's no secret. God can do. you see him tonight? I am the way, the truth, and the life. Now just listen to what he said. No man. There you get that reward word again. Man wonders a man this meeting tonight. No man cometh unto the Father, but by Ah, you maybe say to me, Stephen, I don't want the Lord Jesus. Don't want nothing to do. I don't want to know anything about the blood, and I don't want to know anything about the cross. I don't want it. I tell you tonight, dear friends, you'll just sign your own death warrant. Go out into a lost hell. There's no other way. Muhammad can't save you. Karl Marx can't save you. Confucius can't save you. You can't save yourself. The Lord Jesus is in this meeting tonight. He can save you. I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man, no man, no man cometh unto the Father but by me. Finally, there's a wee verse in Deuteronomy It says this. It says, therefore, choose life. That thou may live. There's a way of deception. There's a way of destruction. There's a way of deliverance. Just hold on two seconds now. There's a way of decision. You have to decide to be a Christian. You're going to have to come and decide and say, I want to be saved. I want to turn from a sin. I want to turn from everything that's taken me down to a lost eternity. I'm going to turn from it. I want to be saved tonight. Is that you tonight? I want this. I want to be sure. I want to be saved. I want to have peace and joy. I want this life. I want it. I want it. You need it. You need it. Therefore choose life. So thou and thy seed may live. Remember Joshua, that young man of God, he said, as he stood before the children of Israel one day, choose ye this day whom ye will serve. You have a choice now. You have a choice. You'll make a choice before you go out through those doors. It's five to eight. It's a choice that may settle your eternal destiny. A choice that you may never be able to reverse. You know what the scripture said that I just read to you? Choose life that thou and thy seed may live. What does that mean? Well that means if you're a father in this meeting tonight that your choice could determine the choice of your children. That means tonight if you're a mother in this meeting your choice could determine the choice of your children. Because they may go the way you go. Would you want them to go to a lost hell? Did you wouldn't? Well, if they follow you, they will. Choose life that thou and thy seed may live. A few years ago, I was in a meeting. Whenever I was over a shard over in Ballykeel, <clears throat> there was a man by the name of Howard Peasley taking a meeting. I've told this story before, I'll tell it again. And he preached one night, how he told the story of how he was preaching over in America, and he preached a solemn message from his heart. And he knew that there's people in that meeting that night, and they had to make a choice. And what he did was he made an appeal. He says, if there's anyone in this meeting tonight, and you want to be saved, you come to the front. And a few came to the front. And as Harold Peasley was leading the meeting, he seen a young woman down to his left. And she was standing with tears running down her cheeks. And Harold Peasley walked off the pulpit and walked down the aisle and he walked over to her. He knew her. Her name was Katie. He says, Katie, will you not, will you not choose Christ tonight? And Katie, she stood that night with her hands in the pew that was in front of her. She squeezed the front of that pew and her knuckles went white. You know what she said to Harold Peasley that night? I will not. I will not. I will not. That's just what you're saying tonight, isn't it? Harold Peasley walked back up the aisle with tears in his eyes. A broken man. Give the benediction. Went to the door. Shaking the hands and Katie... Duke drowned the back. Sometimes you see that, you know. Duke drowned away from the picture and got out. And her mother and father went on out and she was standing at the car. Hurry up, I want to go home. And her mother and father were saved. She says, do you not want to go back? I don't want anything to do with it. She got into the car and her father went out through the gates, out onto the main highway there. And just as he went out onto the main highway, another car came down. A man, three or four times over the legal limit and drink, smashed into the car. Katie was trapped in the back. And her mother and father got out. And they ran over to the church and Mr. Peasley went over. And just as the alcoholic man got out of his car he lit a cigarette and threw the match in the ground. The whole thing went up in smoke. Katie was trapped in the back. And Harry Peasley went over to the back seat of that car engulfed in flame. He said, Katie, will you not take Christ tonight? Will you not choose life tonight? Will you not get saved tonight? Tonight, it's your last night. R.P.Z. said that he heard the voice of that young girl inside the car that night. You know what it said? I will not. I will not. I will not. Night and T turn. I wonder tonight is there a kitty in this meeting? I have set before you tonight the way of life and the way of death. And I would say with the prophet of old choose life that thou and thy seed may live. Let us pray. You just take a wee minute now before we go home and you ask yourself where you stand with the Lord tonight. Are you saved? Do you know it? Are you sure? If you were to die tonight, would you be ready for heaven? Are you born again? Well, dear friends, if you're not, you don't go out to these doors tonight. We'll help you all that we can. Father, we just bow again to thy presence at the end of another meeting. We would feel that there's a man in this meeting. We don't know who he is or anything about him, Lord. But just after reading these verses tonight, we would feel that there's a man on the way that seemeth right but the end they're off with the ways of death. And yet the Lord Jesus says, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man cometh unto the Father but by me. We pray, Lord, tonight that there'll be a man or a woman, boy or girl, that will choose life, that they indeed will live. We ask that that will take us home to your homes in safety. We ask it in the Savior's name. Amen.